My two-year-old son might might be a special guest on today's show, if only his voice in the background, because he's actually he's actually home today, and um, he's he's as loud as his dad. So he's got a big mouth, just like <laughs> me. So um, if, if if you hear somebody in the background, it's it's probably him. So yeah. Uh, so, so Pete, uh, we wanted to talk about co-marketing and and how big of an impact that that's had for for us here at DataBox, and then also some observations of of how other people struggle to um, sort of make it work for them, uh, or even prioritize it, and then like some you know some things that that you know led by you we've we've done to uh, or are doing to to help make that easier for people, right? So yeah, so. Some things that we want that we're about to roll out will kind of give a sneak peek on that I think will make it really beneficial for um, for other companies to uh, to work with us. A very, it's a very I think it's a very generous uh, program that we're about to to launch. So I'm excited to talk about it. So anybody that's that's paid attention, any attention to our to our content has has surely noticed that we've leveraged co-marketing and we've leveraged our network and our partners uh to 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 add more to to our content add more point of views and um and and that's helped us grow so i guess i mean obviously this predates me uh but what was the thought process behind um like the survey approach i guess like uh just like a quick the quick uh background on on how that all like came about yeah um, so it probably goes back to like when I started blogging, which was like 2001, um, there weren't many business bloggers back then. Most of us were like tech geeks with little startups out of our, out of our spare rooms. Um, and so I, I discovered blogging as a great kind of networking tool where, it was less about like publishing something that would inform the world of how to do something, uh, or like, you know, yeah, or like uh, an update about my company per se, but more of just like a way for me to share what I was doing on a with my business, um, and and as a way to like help other entrepreneurs um, by giving them feedback and like helping them like get attention for what they were doing. So that's kind of how I started blogging. And I think blogging has shifted away from that too far. 2001, what were you on, like Blogger or something back then? Um, my first blog was on Blogger, yeah. I started <laughs> a blog for a company. At the time, there was like somebody had started the Google, like Google blog, Google search blog, which was independent from Google, but it was like about Google search. Um and I think they're still around. I, I forget what one, one that was. But then, like, I, I this new search engine came out called Eureksster, which was all about like <laughs> helping people search, like kind of like community search in a way, where like you would build indexes of things and 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 tag them, kind of like delicious, but like with the intent purpose of helping people search. And uh, so I started a, a Blogspot blog about that, and. Uh, um, like they went out of business like a few years later. I think they sort of they sold sold the technology or something. So like that was obviously not a good as good a pick as like writing a blog about Google. But but um yeah. Then I moved to TypePad. I don't know if you, did you ever tried TypePad. Yeah yeah yeah. This is like internet history here. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then and then I, I shut down my Zango blog. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is like, yeah. and then and then CMS is sort of like then took over the 
took over the world. Um, and now sort of everybody has a platform and then everyone. Yeah. Blog just became a piece of, for businesses, blogging became, I think a piece of a CMS, right? Or like WordPress is used as a CMS. Right. HubSpot has, has a pretty good, really good blogging platform built in things like that. And then sort of, well, not not everyone, but most businesses, many businesses nowadays, I guess it's probably not, it's probably not a stretch to say most everyone is, is blogging. Um, from from a business perspective, or putting content out in some form to to uh, to increase their organic reach, and I think um, sort of what maybe what happened is like it it sort of didn't work as well um, for people just because it was so crowded, right? And I think something that that we've done really well, and 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 that you sort of like built a process for was like sur- you know put, putting out surveys, surveying. Um, people within our network, um, you know, influencers, partners, you know, other marketers, just to sort of like crowdsource uh, opinions and points of view about certain like interesting topics, right? So, uh, like, yeah, how how is that like that? And that's that was like one of the first things I noticed about Databox just like before I came on board. And I was like, wow, their content is really like it's not just one guy spouting off one guy or girl or, or a couple talking about their opinions and ha- how they do things. But you're like collating like 30, 40, 50, even like, I think like 69 was our, was our highest, right? Like I think 60, so. 60, yeah. I think like for 60, the S- SEO article we did on SEO mistakes. Yeah. 69 contributors in one article. Um, like yeah. Like how, how has that worked? Uh, it's worked really well. Like, so the, the idea came about um, before I joined Databox, I was, I, um, I was blogging for HubSpot. I basically had like a a nice job for there for a year where I was basically helping to build out the sales blog audience. And uh, I kind of ran out of things. Like I had been a sales manager, sales leader, like salesperson for like the last the 10, 10 years. And I had really little time to write. So I didn't write about sales much. And so in the beginning of that, I'm like, I just pumped out articles with all this stuff that I wanted to share and um but then i kind of ran out of like things that i could write about myself or that i wanted to write about myself and so i started just networking a little bit with other sales experts and uh and started asking them questions and i kind of stumbled upon the idea of like why don't i ask like all these sales experts the same question and then they can just kind of write my article for me <laughs> um and and not only that it's going to have like different interesting perspectives different ways of looking at things and they're going to be sharing uh you know I- insights that i wouldn't have come up with and so i did that a few times at hubspot when i joined databox i figured all right well maybe i can scale that thing up and 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 you know do it not just with sales experts but marketers and so that's kind of how it started at databox and that's had a pretty big impact, like on on traffic, right? Like, so, um, what, if you can remember, like, wh- what's the what does that growth look like? From I actually tra- looked at this, some of the stats the other day, um, and we're we had when in January at the end of January 2017, which was the first full month to be being there, it was 11,000 sessions, um, and so our target for this month is is 50,000 sessions, which we sh- we're well on track for. So I guess five X it for the most part. That's not the only thing we've done, of course, as you know. But but I think it's it's been a big impact for us. And is this? Uh, I guess like. What... And by the way, I should say that Kevin does all the work. Right. I don't know <laughs> <I'm gonna> think... <laughs> yeah, he's uh, 
I help him out, but he does most of the work. And the yeah, these these posts are incredible. And then, um, you know, he's sort of figured out this. Yeah, it, it's not it's not really a hack, but it's posting this stuff on LinkedIn. And when you have thirty, forty contributors, you know, he'll he'll thank them for their contributions. And you know, yeah. they're obviously more likely to then go like or share the post. And it's just like inherently viral content. Whereas if I or Kevin or you created the content just on our own, it's it's harder to spread. Right. Um, yeah. In most cases. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, um, unless, unless yeah, a lot of our social traffic comes from, I was just looking at it this morning. A lot of our social traffic comes from articles that have been crowdsourced in a way through this right. process. And, unless you're, unless you're Kevin and you write an analogy post and get retweeted yeah. by, by, by Google analytics. Yeah. I think that's the third time that Google analytics Twitter <laughs> account has, has retweeted Kevin's article. So he's, he's got, he's got something going. He must be, he must have a friend over there or something. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Like the analogy stuff. Uh, this is he's done this a couple of times. The, I don't think none have taken off quite like this one. But this this one that he wrote. So for listeners, it's um, forget the exact title, but basically he used the shopping mall uh, as an as an analogy to explain the different metrics in Google Analytics, which can be like confusing for a lot of people, like visitors yep. versus users versus sessions and all that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, it's crazy. I was looking at our stats this morning, and it's like. It's like our, our our most read post every day now for for four straight days. It's, yeah. So it's, the social helped. I also looked at uh, we have a we have a data board set up where we we look at, at like sessions from email and sessions from social and a few other like uh, things like time on page and and sessions overall, et cetera, for each blog post that we published. And it's uh, very high on social. It's also very high on email. Somebody must have included it in their newsletter. Uh, other than us, because I don't think we did, right? No, yeah, that's cra- it's yeah. crazy. So yeah, yeah, there you go. There's another hack. Analogies. That's, uh, that's uh-huh. an easy way for people to understand. Yeah, like that's actually why, like one of the reasons I hired Kevin. He, on a, as like a side project, he he just started writing articles on Medium that used analogies to explain um, coding concepts, like CS, computer science concepts, and. And it kind of, and those like he did really well with those, and so I'm like, ah, you got to be able to do that with about metrics. So this is kind of he's done a few. This is the first one that's really lit it up. The other one he did that did pretty well was the pillar pages for SEO. Like he used uh, was the analogy. I, forget, I actually don't remember the analogy. I it was guess a it casino wasn't. one. Was that it? Yes, that's it. Casinos. <laughs> yes, yes. Shopping malls, casinos. Yeah, so he he tries to come up with like real world things that everybody will understand and use uses that as analogies. So I like the Google Analytics one, Google Analytics shopping mall. It's genius. Like analogies are one of the most powerful marketing and uh, mechanisms from uh, from positioning standpoint. I mean, that's why so many companies are like the the Uber of X or the the Google of. I mean, they're you know people like base their whole positioning of their companies on an analogy. So he's he's on to something. There, anyways. Streak, we're way off topic. Though. But yeah, back to co-marketing. Uh, so, what do you like? Uh, obviously, first you... of all, you said something earlier that I want to, I want to like unpack a little bit. Yeah. So, you mentioned like blogging is it isn't working as well as it used to, or something like that. I think that's what you said. Something to that effect. Yeah. Um, and so, I actually think like blogging is working really, really well for a small number of companies in each industry is like why is that you can you can get a guest post for example on hubspot blog or social media examiner or like some site that has a domain authority of 80 plus like it can it, it can rank overnight 
for relatively good keyword phrases. And like companies like HubSpot or Marketo or you know anyone that's just been pumping out content um, for a while now and has that domain authority, has those inbound links, you know, SEMrush, all these companies that have been just doing that forever, um, they can they can rank overnight. But the rest of us, like we're fighting for scraps out here. I think that's that's really the the reason that companies need to smaller companies especially need to embrace co marketing. Right. And it's not, it's certainly not impossible. It's just harder. And yeah, I think what I meant was not that it doesn't work, but, but like you said, it's, it's just harder to gain traction than if yeah. you were one of like the first movers in, you know, not, not just in blogging, but in your space. Um, like for example, like kiss metrics, like if you <laughs> feel like if you Google anything around, uh, growth or conversion rates, like kiss metrics shows up. I mean, so does HubSpot. Right, so. Kissmetrics is a great example too. Yeah, they, they didn't turn it into a massive business like HubSpot, so I think everybody forgets. But like, if you Google anything related to to marketing, Kissmetrics is is usually in the running there. Co marketing though isn't isn't uh, at least traditionally isn't it, it's not easy, and 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 a lot of companies don't uh, prioritize it. Maybe um, why do you think? Because I know you have a lot of opinions on this topic, on like what can work and and what what yeah. what companies should and shouldn't prioritize. So why do you, why do you think this hasn't been a uh, like a high priority for companies to get right? Yeah. Um, well, I think I think um, the key is still content, right? If you're going to do co marketing, it needs to be content co marketing. Those two words should be pretty inseparable. And that's hard. It's it's like time consuming for companies to create content. And then like, you know, like when I write an article, I put a lot of work into it and it's like, it's really authoritative. Like I don't want to publish on somebody else's website. I want it <laughs> on my side. It's like going to the casino. Like I'm not going to give somebody a dollar and like, and let them gamble. I'm going to put the dollar in the slot machine. There we go for analogies. Here we go with analogies um, <laughs> and so I think because it's a lot of work to do co-marketing and not to mention like you have to reach out to people and, and like talk about the topic first and, and like it has to match that person's editorial style and, and, you know, everybody has different writing standards. Like there's so much back and forth in communication versus like, I'm just going to write this. I'm happy with it and I'm going to publish it. Um, so there's just so much that required in the kind of in that back and forth process, I think. And that's, and, and there's not many companies that have made it easy to contribute, right. To their blog. Like if you want to contribute to blogs, other blogs and do guest posts, you, you have to spend a lot of time to find blogs, talk to them, figure out what they want and like doing that over and over and over again. But then a lot of times too, you'll write a blog and for someone else and it doesn't work. I've written blogs for the guest posts for like the HubSpot blog even. And like it gets us a trickle of traffic, but, but I don't know that it was worth all the back and forth effort. Right. I love HubSpot and there's, there's a lot of traffic because from content and stuff, cause we've done a bunch with them, but, but there's times where it's been a mess as well. Effort is big. Identifying the right partners is big at the risk of sounding 
promotional and that's not the intent of what i'm about to say is an an easy place to look is like your 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 marketing or tech stack right like the companies that you're already partnering with or your customers yeah. of i mean from from my agency days um, you know, something that we did really well at, at Impact was leverage the HubSpot relationship, which has gotten, yep. you know, I mean, HubSpot is massive now and they have so many customers. So it's, it's, it's probably, uh, different than it was maybe back in 2012. But we leveraged that probably, uh, no, no, not probably better, better than anyone else did. And, yeah. um, uh, I think Impact won like best content one year at Inbound. And, and a lot of that was, uh, because of the content we were writing, but then a lot of the stuff that we were collaborating with, with HubSpot, you know, infographics. Yeah. We did webinar. I remember doing a webinar with Patrick Shea. I drove up to the Cambridge office and like sat in a room with Pat Shea and, and Al Badricki. And we were just yeah. doing things that no one else was prioritizing or doing. Yeah. Um, and that yeah. was, that well, was sort of like our, our foot in the door. And that helped us grow yeah. tremendously in a very short period of time. Well, you guys are poster birds. You did everything that we suggested from an inbound marketing perspective, and so it was easy to highlight impact. Uh, that, that's a, actually an interesting point. Is like if you want to, co- like if an agency is out there that wants to market with a martech company, smart tech companies tend to invest a whole lot more in their marketing and have more reach, et cetera. Uh, then you got to like kind of understand that martech company's mission and and create content that's relevant to that to that mission. Um, and I think that's a good playbook to follow. Uh, Chris, not uh, Chris is doing it really well with with Drift and Databox right now. Right? So it was uh, Remington he, Beg too from Impulse Creative. Yeah, Remington's it's, doing great there. Doing yep. a great job. I think he, he's done like a, a instructional video for Drift every single. I feel like it's been every single day um, for like a few. I weeks think that now. was his goal, right? Yeah, it's insane. He's, he's keeping do. up with yep. it. So yeah, uh, Remington, nice job. Uh, so. Um, so yeah, so I think it's been traditionally just difficult, and and I think effort, yeah, that, that's that's um that's a big deal, and it's funny you don't hear about effort in other industries when it comes to like, well, they don't call it co marketing, they call it like cross marketing, and you know, okay. and retail or uh, you know, the movie industry or right, or, just what they do, right? It is in retail. It's, it's my sister works. <laughs> my sister's works for big consumer brands all her life, and her, she's always managed relationships with with the retail uh she uh the retails so like the stop and shops and the walmarts and stuff and like that's what she spends all day every day and there's like a team of people that do that all they're doing is figuring out how do we how do we market through walmart's channels like how do we get the right shelf space how do we get the thing at the end of the aisle how do we get the right coupons in the system and all that right um it's just marketing it's not so cross it's, it's, marketing. it's just marketing that is what they do like <laughs> right. that is other than having like having uh um you know, salespeople that stock the shelves. That's that's all. That's what they do. That is their first marketing channel. It's funny. Like for for, for inspiration, sometimes I'll look at like brick and mortar or or retail and you know industries that maybe they're not doing so well these days, but they've been at it for so long that a lot of the lessons that worked in the glory days like are applicable to to what is still like a young industry like digital marketing and and yeah the SaaS space i mean it's still relatively young and i think a lot of the lessons we forget or or just haven't haven't applied um yet and i think a way that i've always tried to think about content and marketing is like like you said when you spend a lot of time on something i want it to be like published in our own backyard and attract people to our website but then at the same time like i think some of your content you just have to be okay with giving away uh and and sort of um, 
you know, leveraging other partners to try to get it more reach. So yeah. Anyways, yeah. I, th- I think effort's a big but deal. I but I think there's more of, I think, I think there's a formula to it, right? Um, it's not a, do I publish it on my site or publish it on their site? It's, you have to think of it as a, a campaign or an extension of a campaign. Um, for, for example, like we have a, we have a open guest posting policy. So a lot of people do write guest posts for us. And we tell them, like, you are more than welcome to link to your uh, pillar pages with the right anchor text, and you're more than welcome to link to and promote your offers if they're relevant and related to the to the topic of the blog post. As long as the blog post itself, the guest post itself, stands on its own and is you know educational and and thorough enough that you know the 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 reader will will get value out of it. So. Um, I think it doesn't have to be either or and guest posting should kind of be come at the tail end of a campaign. It should be used to either improve search traffic or direct or get traffic, referral traffic or, um, or used to drive leads. And I think if it's done that way, then it's, then it's usually worth the effort. So we've been yeah. continuing to, to toy with different ways to, to partner with, you know, our, our, our network and, and customers to, to co-market. So I think a couple of good examples of that, uh, and you mentioned them earlier, Pete, is Chris Handy uh, from Closed One. Yeah. He's been in the HubSpot community for a very long time. And now he's he's doing great things uh, with the Drift product too. Um, but he, he's done a lot of great uh, things with uh, not, not just creating templates and, and guest posts, but also now recording videos and s- sort of like showing people how he does things how he sets up his, his drift, how he sets up HubSpot, how he like hacks different tools together. And, and that's, that's worked. I, I know really well for him in getting increased exposure. Uh, what have you seen from, from, from a guy like Chris Handy and like what he's doing and wh- why it works? Uh, yeah. Like Chris is, Chris is a great technical marketer. Um, he's like constantly tinkering with new things. And so he was an early, really early data box user. He's a really early, um, Drift user, uh, he's one of the first ten Drift partners, and we basically, and he knows. Like I've I've known him for years, pretty well. We we we're in a group together. We talk every week in that group, and um, and so he has he knows he has an open invitation to to leverage our marketing channels, uh, and so he he's created report templates as you mentioned. Uh, so in Databox, when a user signs up, um, they could build their dashboards from scratch, or they could take a, a, a template, a dashboard that an expert like Chris has created, and just start with that. And so Chris has built a bunch of those for Drift, for HubSpot, um, for Google Analytics, and, and and offered it. It has his branding on it. Um, he gets notified when a user downloads it, and he can reach out if he wants to offer assistance. And... Um, and so he did that, he's done that and that's, you know, that's get, gotten him some, some lead flow. Uh, he's also, he also, uh, has written guest posts for us. Uh, he wrote one on, I think it was, um, how he, how, how to kind of adopt website chat, uh, and, and implement it in your organization, like the common pitfalls and how to avoid them and how to really take advantage of it and get an ROI. It's a really good article. Um, and then and then more recently, you recruited him to get to do what you call your data snacks, which you, I'll let you explain. Like, right. how did you how did you go about recruiting him to do that? Yeah, so uh, data snacks is is really just really short video clips 
five minutes long, uh, seven minutes max, where where we kind of just show like you know how how we track and think about improving certain metrics and and you know sort of display the 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 UI of whatever products that we're using on our screen as as we're doing it. So it's it's really hands on. So uh, I think early on, Pete, you had suggested like oh get some partners on there. So I wanted to build it up and and, and make it an, an attractive sort of channel for people to use. And Chris Handy, being the first mover that he is usually. Um, he he was willing to to get on and talk about like his drift response time and how he's got it's like something ridiculous like 14 seconds or something like that right and so <laughs> he recorded this video he shared his screen and he showed it this like really cool um sort of presentation where he showed like what 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 he's doing in drift and then also showed like his phone um and how he uses his cell phone to be able to sort of stay stay on top of everything and um i think it was like 5 minutes long and um he he recorded the data snack he gave it to me i i put like the intro and outro music to it uh the super mario music that that davron likes to to call it our co-founder here at uh hmm. at databox not actually the super mario music um <laughs> but uh so yeah we, we threw the music in there put it up on on our blog uh but what i did afterwards was we we downloaded the video and i gave it to chris and i was like you know linkedin video right now for everybody listening for those that don't know is it, any native video on LinkedIn tends to perform really well right now. So not linking to your video offsite, but anything that you upload into the feed, you, you're going to get like 5x the the amount of response, right? I mean, that's that's what we've seen so far. So I gave the video to Chris and I said, give it a shot. And um, it got like a few thousand views. I know he, he got a few engagements out of it and uh, it, it worked really well. And I think, uh, like you know, it was about Drift. So Drift shared it. A lot of people from Drift liked the post and um yeah it it just took off and i think it was a really good example of the right format uh the right type of content that you know chris was putting together and it just uh yeah it, it's something that i want to for anybody listening any any of our partners or, or customers i would love to do more of and um yeah, yeah instead of just me running my mouth about uh th- mm-hmm. things that we're doing it's really cool to hear others and, and what they're doing like 14 seconds response time and that's insane so having chris <laughs> share that right. was we're doing that but only with our bot right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah we got we got like a seven second response time chris so yeah. we got you yeah. but it's not if you go to close one.com and chat you'll see it with it's like they they literally do respond like i'll go there sometimes just to get your attention i'm in a slack channel with him too but but uh it's i've before I realized I could slack him, I was I did that and like literally him or uh, Bethany got back to me like within seconds. Even though they had their like away message there, they they were responsive. So it, it's like obviously they don't need to get back to me in in seven seconds, but they did it. I think probably just because they don't want to ruin their response time. <laughs> right, right. He, he was afraid it was going to go down when he published that because a lot of people were just going to come yeah, to the site and test him because he'd get overwhelmed. Yeah, get challenged. Um, so the uh, and so. Also, you might not know this, but um, it's actually it's like working well for Chris. The other thing that that uh, they did is they launched kind of an an offering on their site on Close One, to like a game plan type offering. So if somebody is using Drift and wants their help, um, basically maximizing the value from it, then uh, you can hire them to basically analyze what you're doing now. Um, and, and then give you a game plan on like what you should be doing. And as you know, they've come up with a lot of amazing ways to leverage leverage drift. Um, 
not just to get more sales appointments, but to to use it to uh, identify content that they should be writing or improving, uh, to identify the flows to their website. They're using doing stuff with trade shows that's really cool with some clients. So, like, there's there's a lot of things you can do with it. Um, I know you recently launched uh, a, like a call to action right on on our site that's been getting us. Yeah. Like a hundred new email subscribers to our blog every week, right? What did you do, John? Yeah, yeah. With so Drift we, there? yeah, so we we leveraged Drift, and and what we did because uh, like like some of our listeners here, we're st- we're we're using HubSpot as like our you know our our ESP. Uh, that's that's where our contacts live, and a lot of our segmentation and and tracking. So uh, yeah, we we put something out on the blog uh, for Drift, um, where not only did we we sort of try to convey the value of of subscribing to our content but if you do subscribe we we give away um the the acquisition dashboard that we actually like an iteration of the acquisition dashboard that we use here uh at at databox so once you sign up and you successfully submit your email a little message comes up with the link to the template so it it's it's a great uh, obviously it's a great uh tool for for increasing our subscribers but it also um, I think provides more value by by giving people this free template, and and then obviously gets more people into the product. Um, and then we use a little hack with Zapier to to get the people signing up from Drift added as a contact in HubSpot and added as a, a contact to a static list in HubSpot for our subscribers. So we don't have to do anything; it's touchless. If somebody signs up with Drift, it automatically goes and dumps them into HubSpot into our subscriber list. And it's yeah, it's uh, it's it's working it's working really well. I think so you far. showed me a, a dashboard. We had like a hundred new subscribers in the first week right yeah and we were expecting i think pete you and i talked about yeah if we can get like 20 30 a week like that yeah. would be that would be good right. and um exactly yeah i mean i think like 10 or 15 of those were people at databox but uh but, <laughs> <laughs> okay but hey even 85 you like, have to say that you could just taking credit for the 100 john i wouldn't have known <laughs> that's a solid um, that's a solid number so, yeah. so that was like a bit of a, a sidetrack but i just wanted to de- demonstrate like there's so many things you can do with drift and chris has invented half of those, if not more. Um, like I was talking to Julie Devon, who's the customer success uh, VP over at Drift yesterday, and uh, and like she was raving about Chris because like she he's the best thing that happened to her because he's like publishing him and him and Remington are publishing all these things that help her customers, right? And so she's loving it. Um, and so he's figured all that stuff out and he sells that into a game plan and he off, he has an offer on his website for a game plan. So all of this marketing that he's doing with guest posts and the data snacks and the LinkedIn posting of the video um, and the templates that we have, he funnels into these game plans that she sells. So I know he sold a bunch of them so far. Um, and, and I think like, that's like the point of co-marketing is that you're not just like randomly, pushing content out there or randomly picking your partners, but you're picking your partners that that can actually drive business for you. Um, so I think Chris has really done a good job with that. And it's a focus of his. It sounds like we have a love affair with Chris Handy, which we do. But yeah. the, the, <laughs> the reason is like he, I think he does a really good job of, that they do create their own original content, but he prioritizes and, and spends probably just as much, maybe even sometimes more time on strategically placing the right content in places like Drift or Databox. Um, because we were on a webinar, Chris Handy and I joined a Drift on a webinar about a month ago. And um, something I had told Dave Gearhart of Drift before the webinar, you know, they had just launched their partner program and we were kind of riffing on the partner program. And I said, Dave, those, you're, these partners are going to do more with the product 
than you guys ever thought of. Like, you know, they're going to do things with the product that you couldn't think of yourselves. They're going to promote it in ways that you couldn't do yourselves. And um, during the webinar, Chris showed like he used in Databox, he took Drift and like hacked it with Google Analytics. When I say hacked, it was, it's nothing like that, that regular users can't do. Yeah. But (laughs) but basically it's not superhuman, but basically what he did was he was able to take Drift and Google Analytics and then combine metrics to give people like a, take sessions from GA and take conversations from Drift and give people. It's It's like the use of Databox, right? Right, (laughs) That's exactly what Databox is built for. Visit to conversation rate, which to us at Databox seems simple. But Chris did it, and it and it and a lot of people on the webinar were impressed. Even even Gearheart was like, I think he said something like, "Dude, that's a metric that isn't even in Drift. Like we 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 don't even report that metric." And um, yeah, and guys like Chris are able to provide value to 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 two different user bases, DataBox and and Drift. So I think he's a guy to definitely um, model after, and I think he's he's kind of got the right mix going where um, he's sort of educating the Martech users uh that he buys from uh better than maybe the martech <laughs> companies themselves sometimes so yeah he's, do- he's doing a great job um another one is seven cents right pete like and and that's a yeah d- a little bit different right not a not a not a not an yeah a little bit partner. different so they're they're a um, software company that we've been working with for almost a year now i think um and it's basically e- email send time personalization uh we basically what the software does is it is it allows you to send your email campaigns, email newsletters, or one-off emails to to your list. But instead of sending it to the list at the same time, or even you know in their time zone, it actually sends to each individual recipient at a time that they are more likely to open it. Uh, and it uses data from HubSpot or Marketo to identify when that user is more likely to open it the day and the time and so you set a window for when you send your campaign out over like 24 hours or or four hours or or you know three weeks and it will identify the right day and the right time to send it to each individual recipient so that it maximizes open click-through rates deliverability um there's a whole slew of other benefits around deliverability which are a little more technical but but that's the gist and so when I saw that, I'm like, that's amazing. That's what everybody should be doing. Um, you know, I, at first I didn't believe it worked. And then, and then all of a sudden I started getting emails at Friday at like 9am, which is when I actually catch up on my email for the week. And so like it nailed me. Um, <laughs> and, and, and so we've been working with them. We've d- done a bunch of co-marketing with them. Uh, we've had Mike on, on the webinar. Like he, he uses our product. He recommends our product. Um, so, so it's been good to get to know them and, and, and what they're doing and, and be able to help them and, and, they, and they help us out as well. So I think, yeah, it doesn't have to just be agency to MarTech. I think like MarTech to MarTech, we've done some co-marketing. with You've done some co-marketing with Drift. I think you have some stuff lined up with, with other tech companies as well. So, um, so yeah, it all works out. Right. Yeah, Seven Cents is a really, really, really good example um, and a great product too. And um, yeah, and so we've, We've sort of uh, like in, built built the co marketing inherently into our like you know it's in a sense like we were saying before about you know brick and mortar and retail like it is it is marketing to us um, but we've also sort of like toyed with different co marketing campaigns and offerings right to 
to, to people that, you know, jump on board or agency partners and, and what they could do. Um, and I know you've, you've yeah, to had- be honest, I've been a little frustrated by it because, um, I expected more agencies to kind of just do it. Like I, I, we can see, I can see it's not like I spend my day spying on people's data, but you know, I've had plenty of calls with, with C's and where we, I've looked at their data with them and, and I can see that most of them don't get crap for traffic. They hardly get any traffic. And so I thought, I'm like, all right, we well, can write for our blog. We have a much higher demand authority. We have traffic. We have 30,000 people on our subscription list. You know, we have bigger social followings, like write for us and, and like to your stuff and promote your stuff, you know, in an educational way. And I've been surprised. I think we've had like 30 agencies take us up on that. I thought it would be more like 300 by now. He's much more gentle in person, folks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think it's. I, I think it goes back to you said about effort and and uh, you know it, like the, the the time it requires. But yeah, I mean you've you've sort of put together different um, different ways to get them involved from you know templates and and now we have some some video content that they can get involved with. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm not giving up. Like the the fact that there's been less of a response than I wanted is just motivation for me to continue thinking about it and challenging you and Kevin on like, how do we, how do we make it better? How do we provide more value so that it's more compelling? And, um, you know, we originally, originally started with like, you can write a guest post and you can link to your offers and link to your, link to your pillar pages or, you know, whatever pages you want on your site, et cetera. Um, and, and that, that worked okay. Right. And then we launched the templates where they could author report templates and put their branding on them and, and get a notification when, when somebody downloads them and I thought that would be it because then we're now we're generating leads. I think what we discovered there though from feedback from agencies mostly is that the mismatch between like somebody down, you know, randomly downloading a template and then versus like hiring an agency on return. So that's challenges to think like, how can we, how can we run more of a campaign and kind of align our funnel with an agency's funnel a little bit better. And so, that's that's what we're that's what we're working on now right right yeah and it's i think what it comes down to it's it's uh, we talk about effort but it's a it's actually a lower effort way to to try to do what what many companies and agencies are doing now which is to generate leads right like the old playbook is you know put out some sort of premium content maybe in the form of an ebook um obviously you have to write all the content it needs to be designed you put it up on a landing page or form you got to drive traffic to it but what we've been able to do is sort of shortcut that in a few ways um the templates obviously being one it's it's uh uh, and and this is something i saw when i was at litmus right templates email templates for us were it's it's like fishing with dynamite right like any templates are because (laughs) it's it's a shortcut for people to do their job so um the the templates um Obviously, for DataBox perform well, but then also using using video content to show how that template like sort of works in in real life, you know, in a way that Chris Handy does. Yeah. Um, you know, it it's a five minute video, uh, far less effort than than writing a you know ten twenty thousand word far less effort than for the user. If you look at it from the user's perspective, right, it's yeah. far less them to watch a five minute video than it is to schedule a 30 minute call right much more accessible <laughs> right like it's you don't have to you know like in in the form of chris's data snack you didn't have to download anything nobody had to give their email yet he still uh was able to generate some engagement from it um yep. you know s- some calls and 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 things like that so i think really what it comes down to is is it's actually less effort and uh yeah. potentially higher well, I think, like most agencies that 
a lot of smaller agencies, right? That and even small martech companies, like maybe they have five five thousand sessions a month or something like that to their website. Um, I think I could count the number of agencies with like more than a hundred thousand sessions on their website every month, like on on my two hands. Maybe maybe need a foot to like get it out, but there's not more than twenty, I don't think. And uh, and so most of them have no traffic. So they could they could launch their premium offer. They could write their blog post to promote the offer. They could promote their blog post on social. They could try to optimize it for search, but but like they're still just not going to get any traffic. And so the nice thing about co-marketing with us is and, and or with any other martech company, right? We have. 50,000 sessions a month coming in. We got 30,000 subscribers. We get um, 2,500 new signups to our product every month, 500 new blog subscribers, maybe maybe not 500, 400, because my math is a little off there. But uh, but like it's still like the numbers that we're working with uh, are so much bigger than the average small agency. Right. So I, think- I feel like I shouldn't have to sell this. I feel like I'm selling this, but I feel like I shouldn't have to sell this. <laughs> it's, in your, it's in your blood. Yeah. 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 You shouldn't. Um, yeah. And, and it's, uh, yeah. So I think, I think, uh, we, we've, we've done a lot of outreach, but obviously if, if you're still listening this far in at this point, you know, uh, reach out to me and I have no problem giving my email because again, I don't think a spammer is going to listen 42 minutes in, but John at databox.com. And uh, honestly, like it's, well, I think we're going to do one better, right? We talked about this, and, and now I'm going to get. Now you're going to be committed to doing it, but we're going to do a, an invite-only workshop. So they can send you an email. It doesn't guarantee their placement in the workshop, but we're going to do an invite-only workshop where we're going to walk people through how to run a full campaign with us that goes all the way from like from from getting traffic, you know, figuring out what topic will work for our audience, uh, getting traffic. Uh, from our audience and, and user base to their site and then having an offer that matches that. So we, there's a few steps. We've talked about a lot of them already, right? It's the, there's the template, there's the blog post, there's the data snack, there's the having the offer um, like Chris does with his game plan. But we're going to walk people through that, right? Are we committed to that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think uh, I, I think like showcasing the the success that people like Chris have had, I think is 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 a good lesson. Um, in co marketing is is the new is the new marketing. I hate I hate catchphrases like that. Products uh, in, in a lot of ways, yeah. <laughs> Everything, yeah. Everything is the new marketing. Uh, I think like there, you need to people agencies anybody that's marketing needs to think about their own methodology. Um, there's other there's off the shelf methodologies, but the more people that follow them, the le- the less less effective they are, uh, especially with just the way Google's uh, ranks domains, right? It's an exponential curve. And so you're climbing up this exponential curve, which is hard. Um, and so I think co-marketing should be a piece of what people are doing. And we're trying to make that easy, obviously, For sure. and free. Cool. We got some ways to go, but looking forward to working working with more people. Should we too. talk more about what, we're, what the details are? Should we end it here and, and let people... Tell, raise their hand and tell us they want to be in the workshop. We can talk about details. We can. I, th- I think we should tease them to the end. Well, we could do that too. Then, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think, well, yeah. The, the workshop is something Pete and I have like literally just talked about. I think yesterday, right, or two days yes. ago. This is the first time I'm committing you to a marketing uh, activity on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is. Uh, it, we're we're going to have less of these from now on. Um, <laughs> yeah, John's so- like. Let's do more podcasts. They people people give us feedback that they like our podcast when we when we banter. I'm like, all right. Yeah, I'm gonna now he's regretting. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, we, we talked about um, 
we talked about doing uh you know a, a, a few different formats i think what we uh one thing that we talked about too was was having sort of an like pete said like an invite only you know not not like a widely broadcasted webinar or anything like that but a way to, to sort of get people in and and sh- uh and show them um you know the the playbook that sort of we've been playing with a little bit with 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 different people and and show the how that's worked and and then sort of like um you know what what the content like like pete said before like what the content could look like going forward uh what the different channels are what we do on our end to to get that you know sort of more exposure and um yeah and ultimately like how, how that helps so yeah um stay tuned for that it's it's in the early it's in the early days but it, i mean it's they can it's, send you an email you keep a list and we'll uh we'll get that we'll get something going yeah yeah for sure and uh yeah so um pete got anything else you want to get off your chest nope nope i'm good all right thanks, well, thanks until for letting me vent. i'm gonna get off here before pete assigns me any more projects uh <laughs> we're out <laughs>